There's a giant burly dude in it, so Eugene wants to watch it. I love to see the grease being poured on the guys, uh, and that, which that sounds weird. It's a wheel of disease. Padding's- Oh, I mean, I am, damn it! Maybe I need to turn in my comic book door card. Tiny little shiitake mushroom dick. Head and shoulders shampoo save the day. Ah, that's uh, like with my breakfast, I like to put in, um, I have my own hot salsa that we get up here at Target. I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, but I, I like to have spicy breakfasts. And so spicy breakfasts means spicy morning shits. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. See, now I, I know that we both like hot stuff. Yeah. And, and like my family buy, usually buys me that holiday pack of hot sauces to add in, you get the garlic one, you get the sriracha one, oh, you get yeah. the whatever. And I, lately, I've I've kind of been staying away from those because I found out that <laughs> the Walmart down here has the I can't remember what it's called, but it's that green hot sauce that's at every Mexican restaurant at the Mexican. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck everything else. That's that's my shit right there. That's my <laughs> jam. It it's a little habanero, but. Oh, is it good on absolutely everything? Yeah, I know which kind you're talking about. Yeah, the kind that we get, well, the kind that I get, because my wife, well, she won't eat it. But, uh, it's, it's good for what it is. And then every now and then when we go to a Mexican restaurant, we always make sure to take the leftover salsa home, mm-hmm. just because that's fresh stuff, whatever. But we do too. We're those kinds of American pigs where they're like, here's your free chips and salsa. And we're like, can we have a box, please? Because we're going to take it all home. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Can we have more? Thank you. Yep. That's what we do. <laughs> and we actually have to ration out the chips for the kids because uh, they would like eat the whole bag or whole basket of chips before the meal comes. And it's like, no, here's your allotted number of chips. Yeah. Oh, I go the opposite route. I'm like, oh, eat, eat, eat them up. Eat, kill them. We'll get more. And then they order this, oh, you want to, I'll help you order. I think you should get this. And then they said, you know, two bites, they're full. Ah, guess who gets the leftovers? Me. Ah. Yeah, that's right. You fill up on the free chips. I'm going to take your real food. That's strategic, you see. Uh Uh-huh. Kids are dumb. Oh, so I'm, uh, right before we started uh, the show, my wife and I were in talks with our with our landscape guy that is helping us, you know, he put in our yard for us. And, um, like, how do we get trees completely surrounding our property or <laughs> close to it? Um, just, just to avoid, how do I say this kindly? Because period. this is a podcast. Just period. That, avoid, period. Yeah, just to avoid. Because there's already. Well, this is what yeah, you get, sir. Already... I know, but this is what you get, sir. If you're going to live in the city, you I mean, yeah. you can live in a development like that. You're way too close. to I'm way too close to people, and I have more space than you, uh, but barely. Yeah, I, it's like, put your fucking dogs on a leash. Watch your fucking kids. I, anyway, okay, done. There was my little bitch sesh. <laughs> my little bitch sesh. Uh, speaking of dogs and leashes, we got a wireless system. 
which is pretty damn sweet. Anybody out there that's got a dog that you need to contain, you don't need to go bury that wire and tear up your driveway and all that bullshit. Might have to spend a couple extra bucks, but it's worth it. I put it in the corner of the garage. This It's this big round thing, and you can set the perimeter, how far out it goes, and they give you a tester so that you can walk out, and it beeps when it when you're in the area, and you put little flags in. And now, with the collar, anytime the dog goes past the area that we have set, she gets shocked. And as long as she stays outside of that area, she will continue to be shocked until she comes home. So even after, they say to walk them around for two weeks and then lower the uh, intensity of the necklace, or necklace, whatever. That dog learned in two days. And if she runs past there, she gets blasted and she comes back. Uh, She does not go near the edge anymore. She runs ramshot around our yard, but she stays in our yard. Yeah, but why would you do that when you can not do that and have your dog kind of run free in the neighborhood? Why would, why, I mean, you're, what you're saying is, that's just lunacy when you could actually, everybody loves other people's dogs, right? Well, the upside, the upside is that I could get my dog to shit in your yard. I wouldn't have these giant piles of awfulness to deal with. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Yes. It's uh, my one of my good friends, Gary, down in Florida. Uh, him and I, man, we are on the same page with dogs. Is you okay? You got dogs? You like dogs? What I'm talking about? Whatever. Like, that's great. I don't have dogs, and I typically don't really fucking like dogs. So don't have them shit on my yard. I sound like a grumpy old man, but it's common sense. We have young kids. Don't shit in our yard. And don't pee in our yard either if you can't help. If you can, that's not a big deal. But if you're chitting in the yard, clean it up. And if not, if you have a big dog, maybe have it on a leash or put an underground fence in so that our little kids that are scared of big dogs don't freak out when they're riding bike and almost wreck. It, it's just... Dude, as, uh, as a dog lover, a dog owner, as a parent, this is all the problem from the adult. The adult yeah, is not this? taking responsibility. The adult is not taking care of their animal or their children. They're, yeah. Do you, you can go back and listen. I'm sure I bitched about this on the show where I had a neighbor that had a St. Bernard and the thing would sit just one foot onto our property and sit there and stare at our children like they were chicken nuggets. Do you remember that? Oh, that would piss me off. Oh, I had, I'd go out there and stand in between just because that dog looks like it's, I'm not kidding it in its eyes. It looked like it's about to attack. Well, then they were living with their parents and the kids moved away with the dog. And yeah. then they recently, new neighbors, moved into the house across from us so they could be close to the grandparents. And we're like, oh shit, what, you know, uh, how's this going to be? But like I said last episode, good, they're, they're good parents. Where's Cujo dog? Haven't seen him. What happened there? Um, went after one of their kids and had to have him put down. Oh, mm-hmm. some, some of them breeds just are not meant to be. Yeah. Anyway, so it's it's like we've gotten we've gotten the same response from several neighbors now that that we have a dog. Therefore, everybody loves our dog is, oh, she's harmless. She's the nicest dog you'll ever meet. I don't give a shit. I don't care if it's the most lovable dog on the on the face of the planet. It still should be on a leash. It still should be in your yard, not mine, shitting or trying to jump on my kids. Right. I I don't care about your dog uh, as long as it's on your property. It's. I know it's grumpy old man stuff, but it really, I mean, that... No, I don't think it is. I, no, drives no, my ass. I know, but I don't think it is. I don't think that's grumpy old man shit. That's, again, dog lover, dog owner. My neighbor has three giant dogs, 
and occasionally they run out of her realm and come over here and shit in my yard. Guess what she does? She reprimands them, she grabs a shovel, she cleans it up. The there end. And if they even remotely kind of jump up on my kids, they're getting smacked or yelled at or dragged back home. That's a responsible pet owner. It's it's not grumpy old man shit. That's just being responsible. Well, good. Yeah, because... I guess my point is don't get mad at the dog. Get mad at the owners. It's not the dog's fault. The dog only goes by what it's trained. Like, my big stupid idiot dog... What what I've learned now, or what I've, I've the stance I'm taking, I have to make this dog my dog. I, and guess what? I am, and she's becoming a sweetheart for me. Yeah. Not necessarily for everybody, but for me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, happy anniversary. I we oh, we yes, forgot this yeah. last episode, but it is our hold on. Four twelve fourteen was our start date. Was our first episode released four twelve fourteen? Can you believe it's been five years? And we're back from our commercial break. Thank you to our sponsor. Hold on, let's go. On. Who, who, who is sponsoring this episode? Avengers Endgame. Probably now in theaters by the time this is released, and like they need any promotion. Uh, <laughs> are you ready for the roulette, sir? It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. Oh, my blue, my blue snowball. Might that end up being a spaceship for my boys to play with? <laughs> it's straight out of uh, 2001. Yes, that's exactly what it looks like. Yep. Okay. And on this episode of The Roulette, it is Evolution up against Knuckleball. Ah, shit, I'm up first. Okay, Evolution from the horrendous year of 2001. PG-13, hour and 41, just grueling long minutes uh, uh -oh. firefighting cadet two college professors and a geeky but sexy government scientist work against an alien organism that has been rapidly evolving since its arrival on earth inside a meteor directed by ivan fucking reitman starring david duchovny orlando jones julianne moore this is going to be a conflicted review buckle up children because that's who this movie is for i realized in the third act maybe <laughs> most of this movie i'm like okay this is all right this is pretty painless okay yeah mm -hmm, i get it. it you know meteor crashes uh some scientists from a community college you know knock a piece off of it and there's a little bit of liquid coming out and then they look at it under microscopes and it's a single-celled organism holy shit but it's like rapidly evolving what we took a billion years to do they did in like 24 hours and this continues cool premise there's little jokes along the way there's cool little in quote-unquote un intended jokes. Mostly comes off like mm, snarky, quippy one-liners that don't land. Or maybe should have run through the writer's room a time or two or three or four or fifteen more times before just throwing it out there on the film. But we <laughs> went there. And, 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 you know, most of the time I was just like, ah, okay, all right. Now, I, again, not going, well, that was terrible. Just going, hmm, might have wanted to... Another rewrite on that one, but okay. About two-thirds of the way through the film, I'm like, you know, I think maybe I figured this out. This wasn't really intended for me. It wasn't really intended for adults. It was intended for that little sweet spot of kids where they're kind of tween, and you don't really want to damage them with adult stuff, but adult humor. But at the same time, it's kind of got some some attitude, like gremlins, 
or uh-huh. Ivan Reitman, Ghostbusters. He directed Ghostbusters, right? Yes. Okay. That kind of thing. But then, I mean, that's a fine theory, but also there's kind of a fair amount of sex jokes and adult sex, and not like sly, direct. They're talking about banging. Okay, that's not really meant for tweens or kids. But you also really neutered everything else. I, it's not gory, it's not scary, but then it, in the third act, it tries to be. And at the very end, all of a sudden, it's Independence Day, and there's this gigantic alien, and they're raising a firefighter ladder to shove shampoo up its ass. To, it, like, feels very, again, kitty, or supposed to be, like, scary for kids, not scary for adults, or thrilling. This was a frustrating watch, because there, it, it might have a place for somebody... But not for me. You might want to keep it in the queue. Maybe you'd like it. I don't know. I honestly don't know how you'd feel about this. I, yay, 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 yay. It, it, <laughs> I, I, I mean, for most of it, I was going, okay, not bad. It's okay. At the most I can say is it's painless. And maybe it's something you want to show the wife and oldest boy. And then I hit pause and it was half over. I thought we we're almost done. <sighs> on and on we go with these lines that, Am I supposed to be laughing at that line? Because wasn't that funny? And it felt real obvious that it was not funny. Just kind of, they just said it. There it was. I'm so curious what you'd think of this movie. I I know it sounds like I'm trashing it to death. I don't want it to be like that. I am frustrated with it because it suffers worse than being terrible. It's mediocre. And that mm-hmm. sometimes can be more painful. And in my opinion, I, I don't know how to feel about this movie personally. Were the effects, were the effects, I know it's, it's starting to, they be... went back and forth between bad CGI, just noticeable CGI, and, oh, that was okay. It also, it's 2001. It's at a time where people have not figured out how to work with CGI quite right. So there's a lot of, Everybody's looking off camera. Ooh, amazing thing. And then cut to what they're looking at. Uh-huh. Or they're running around dodging the creatures that are flying around them while they shake their head, and it's nowhere near in the vicinity, and you can tell that there's nothing around them. But there also was a fair amount of practical effects that looked really cool. And there was some CGI effects that really worked. And then there were some that really did not. I keep it in the queue. I, okay. I know that it sounds like I'm dogging it to hell, but keep it in the queue and maybe it's something to throw in with the wife sometime. If you're looking for something that's not going to be too offensive and, and it, it got, it's really weird too. It tries at times to be this real action adventure thing and the music really swells and we're chasing after this flying dinosaur looking thing. And it has these Indiana Jones almost type themes and it, you, I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> yeah, you didn't earn that. It doesn't work. No. Not for me. Nah, uh, nothing. No emotion. None. <laughs> you look ridiculous. And then they rescue the person and save the day and of that little scene. And the guy pops up with a quippy line and it's just, nope, nope, that, no, uh-uh. that was not funny and did not work. Dan Aykroyd is just in there spouting gibberish as the town mayor. Literally gibberish. He he sounds like Ned Flanders. It, gibbledy gobbledy gook. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sounds way too written and way 
just uh, everything was just just felt unnatural. We're all just here drinking a bunch of beers and making a movie for the weekend. That's that's what it felt like all the actors were doing. Yay. Head and shoulders yeah. shampoo save the day. That that it literally that's what happened in the movie. Back to yeah, you. That, okay. Okay. Um Knuckleball from 2018. This is uh essentially uh this is a home alone type movie but for adults or an R-rated home alone type movie is what I got out of this. It's um mom and dad drop off their 12 year old son at grandpa's house and grandpa is played by Michael Ironside which yay he's great. I like him. And he actually uh, plays the grizzled old grandpa quite well. He I really liked he's not in the movie a ton but what he's in, he, it works really well. The next door neighbor is, um, a, a guy that's not quite firing on all cylinders. He's a younger guy. And, uh, he, you know, introduces himself to 12 year old, what's the kid's name? Henry. And right away, you can tell that Henry is like, ah, this guy seems a little bit shady. Rightly so. Um, anyway. So mom and dad are, they, they flew somewhere to, for some reason, that doesn't matter, but through a, a series of some pretty bad events, the kid needs to get his mom and dad back and the neighbor is after him. And hence we have booby traps in the house and whatnot. And I gotta say, I enjoyed this movie. It's, you know, not that terribly long as far as the runtime goes. The acting is really good. I liked the kid. Uh, the villain is good. I liked the traps, although that my one thing that I would find a gripe with this movie would be the traps were like pretty well done for a 12 year old kid to just like, Hey, I'll do this. Uh, yeah, it works, but it's like, uh, that seems to be, um, a bit too, uh, how do I say it? Like too inventive for someone that might be freaked out by a crazy neighbor that's wanting to kill them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got you. Um, but having said that, this feels like a great calling card. The director's name is Michael Peterson. This feels like a great calling card for him as a director. Like, this is what I can do on a fairly low budget. Uh, what do you think? And I could totally see this guy. I'm not sure if this is like the next Mike Flanagan or not, but I could see him doing bigger and better things. But as it is for a roulette, thumbs up. Definitely thumbs up. Another thing that, which of course I don't mind this because it's, you know, it's the gore aspect. It's not very gory, but, um, you know, this guy, this neighbor guy, spoiler alert, I guess, he gets, he gets beat to shit. And the makeup effects look good enough, but there's no way that this guy could keep going after some of the shit that he's been through. I'm like, no, 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 no. You would be in agony. You would not be able to keep on going, uh, trying to ki- catch this kid. And I mean, unless you are on, you know, cocaine and opium and heroin, then maybe. But <laughs> that is the review comment of somebody who has started sparring. <laughs> no, I guess, yeah. I, you know, speaking of which, I took, I, I, my, my leg is all fucked up. And I'm like, I, you get, you can't just keep, you can't keep, Barreling through. I mean, at a certain point, it's like, up, oh, no, I'm, my knee is fucked for a little bit. Right. And I, I've, I've made these complaints over the years on the show for certain different movies where it's completely unrealistic. 
that somebody is carrying on, or how I said with Jackie Chan a million times, he gets kicked in the head a hundred times in a fight yeah. and carries on. No, no, you get you get kicked in the head two, three good times, you are dead. Yeah, and this guy, it's like you, uh, you know, I guess kind of spoiler alert, he does get burned at some point, and I'm like, it's a pretty bad burn. Well, burns hurt so bad, you can't just like, ow, that shit, that hurt. Okay, I'm gonna keep going after. The, no, 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 you're. You're in agony. You're going to be, especially the way this guy gets burned, like, you're you're down for the count for a while. Was it, like, on his foot or something? Oh, on his, no, his face and his back and his arms. I'm like, what? You're done. You're down for the count, dude. And no, that was 45 minutes in. <laughs> we got another 45 minutes of, of this guy getting his ass handed to him. Uh, having said that, though, it's, it's still a fine movie. I enjoyed it. I've watched way worse on the, I mean, as of right now, this would easily make the top 10. It's not something that I would, I'm glad that I didn't pay for it. Although now I see that it, it's not on prime anymore. So you got to pay for it. You got to rent it now, actually. So I'm glad that I was able to watch it on prime because good timing. Eh, yeah. $4 rental or $5 rental, eh, but Netflix or Amazon prime for free. Okay. So there you go. Cool. I will keep an eye out for it. Okay. Ready for the next round. Yep. And coming your way, we have Velvet Buzzsaw, a feared critic, an icy gallery owner, and an ambitious assistant snap-up uh, recently deceased artist's stash of paintings with dire consequences. This is one that I had on the roulette, and I I didn't feel like throwing you a documentary. I thought I'd toss this back up because it's been a while for your safe pick. And next up, The Bleeder. Husband, father, fighter, meet Chuck Wepner the liquor salesman and self-proclaimed real-life inspiration behind Rocky Balboa, starring Liev Schreiber, Elizabeth Moss, Ron Perlman, Naomi Watts. That also could qualify as a safe pick with that cast. Mm-hmm. And lastly, I was going to throw you Antidote or Thriller from last week, which those are both kind of roulette so I just, which one did you want? Um, Do you want the I'll synopsis? Take, uh, no, I'll take the one with the uh, MMA fighter guy or... Uh, Whatever that one was. Uh, I'm guessing Antidote, a tough-as-nails treasure hunter, protects a humanitarian doctor as she tries to cure a supernatural disease caused by a mysterious witch. That's like three things that equal Eugene in one little sentence. Yeah. I think that's the guy from Expendables. Uh, The, uh... Cruise? Not Cruise. Uh... You're right. It's it. There's an MMA fighter, or no? Yeah. Is it or a WWE fighter? Whatever. There's a yeah. there's a giant burly dude in it. So Eugene wants to watch it. Yes. That's, oh, that's I right. love I love giant burly dudes, especially when they're uh, sweaty. Yes. We we've covered that ad nauseum and every episode. Yes. Yep. And I also like to cut trim dudes with sunglasses and whitey tighties in the bathroom. You know, Top Gun style too. Just, I, just dudes. I, just dudes. Run the gamut. Run the gamut. <laughs> Okay, heading your way, Jonathan, from 2018, Science Fiction, uh, rated TVMA. Jonathan leaves the office every day at noon. When he gets home, he goes to sleep. Every morning he wakes up, and there is a breakfast prepared for him, along with a video telling him about the, se- the second part of his day. Well, shit, that doesn't say anything about the movie at all. Well, that's the, the, hold on. Go on with the next one. I'll grab the Instant Watcher synopsis, because that one was very, very different. Okay, uh, next up is Black Sunday. We actually talked about this last week on the show. This is the, uh, no, of course, Black Sunday. And Mario Bava's Black Sunday is popping up on, uh, it's Black Sunday, right? Jonathan, 
Two siblings share a body, each getting it for 12 hours a day. But when one of them breaks the rules, their whole way of life comes crashing down. That is fucked up. Starring Ansel Egglehort and Suki Waterhouse. And Ansel Egglehort was the main guy of Baby Driver, which, while a shitty movie, you and I both hated. Yep. Everybody else in the world loved, but I, yeah. I, I didn't hold it against that kid. That kid did fine. I didn't have any problem with him. And... Suki Waterhouse was the girl in The Bad Batch, which I liked, and she was great in. Remember that with Jason Momoa, Keanu Reeves, Jim Carrey? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She was the main star of that. Cool. Okay. Um, I butchered the name of this. I, Black Summer. I was calling it Black Sunday. It's Black Summer, the TV show. It's on Netflix. We talked about it last week. Uh, Jamie King's in it. Justin... Chew Carey, there's other people, it's zombies. I think this is a Did prequel. you say Drew Carey? No, Justin Chu Carey. Oh, oh, that was one name. I heard yeah, Drew Carey. Uh, he is a It's like that's a that's a good I mean that's an interesting yeah. casting. Yeah. So it's zombies, I believe. And it looks really good. There you go. Black Summer. First two episodes of that. And last but not least, we've got Aurora. Aurora, aka Singularity, on IMDb. Oh, this is, I must be looking at the wrong one then. It's from 2017. I, I should be on Netflix. I mean, this because I got one from 2018. Ah, oh, damn it! Hold on here. Uh, why can't these two just sync up? IMDb and Netflix—they need to. Well, the sync problem up is better. is the titles. You got very generic titles like Jonathan or Aurora. There's other yeah. movies that are going to take these names. Oh, here oh, we go. Have okay. You checked out the You versus Wild and the other Netflix interactive. What in the world? <laughs> Sorry. Oh. My uh, no, I have not. It. Is it good? No, I haven't. But it just popped up on my oh. Netflix, and I uh, just wondered if you had checked it out. I should look into that. So Aurora here is, I believe it's the passenger ship Aurora mysteriously collides into the rocky sea, threatening an entire island. A young woman and her sister must both survive by finding the missing body for a bounty. I believe that that's probably the one that's on Netflix. Well, uh, not yet. Or it comes out, I think, today or tomorrow, a couple days, something. Thursday, I yeah. think. But how do you know that? Uh, on or... Netflix, there is a coming soon. Oh, okay. Because and... I'm yeah. on Netflix and it doesn't say anything about Yeah. It's the one from go. 2018? Yep. Where's the coming soon on Netflix? I mean, we're, I'm just doing a PSA oh. at this point because I don't know where it is. It's... It, and I would like to. Well, shit, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was there. It, oh, where'd you go? Um, You're on the just the regular website, right? Yeah. I mean, I've got home, TV shows, movies recently added, my list. Oh, and of course, every time you... Every time you click on the homepage on Netflix, it loud trailer starts of something. That's that's what you were hearing. <laughs> yeah. That's why. I, that's what I had to turn down. Well, take take my word for it. It's 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 coming. <laughs> the problem is if we got Aurora with multiple names, are you sure it's that one? Uh, uh, be let's fine. take a gamble on it. Yeah, it's the roulette. Yeah, let's take a gamble on it. You're throwing my nuts on the roulette, not yours. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm up first. I. I if this is the right Aurora, this looks good and keep throwing it up there because I want to check that out. But hour 50 after I just watched an hour 40 plus, I think I'll take my balls and throw them on Jonathan. <laughs> oh, 
That's great. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, it's a little shorter, and it. it I'm guessing the worst I'm going to get out of this is a Black Mirror episode. That's what this sounds like to me, and I'm yeah. I'm there for that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, good good cast. Yeah. So. I'll I'll of course take the MMA guy movie witch thing whatever antidote. Just glutton yeah, for punishment. Keep throwing Velvet Buzzsaw back up there. Well, I'm not going to do it too often because then it's going to hype it up too much, and you're going to be like. This wasn't a masterpiece. I was like, well, I never said it was. I just said that it was a good roulette, and I think that you would enjoy the horror, minor horror aspects involved there. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to throw it up that often. Every once in a while, that's just kind of a backup safe pick. Well, look what's happened with similars. I mean, we both know it's going to be good, but we continually, no one picks it, and you especially. And so it's like now it, it's got to live up to pretty lofty. No, no, it doesn't. It, because I don't throw it your way. You know why? Because I don't want to watch it. And I don't throw you movies I don't want to watch. It's, it's, you're made. I just spent all weekend sick with this sinus crap and I've been good. And the roulette is bringing it back. You can tell in my voice. I'm starting to get sick again. I think it's your fault. Oh, yes, the roulette is just a, it is kind of a virus that it's, continually gives us just shorter lifespans. Actually, literally, it literally gives us shorter lifespans. It's a wheel of disease. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, okay, that's it for the roulette. Next episode, it will be Antidote up against, oh, Jonathan up against Antidote. Cool. I'm, I, you know, I, and I didn't feel bad throwing those two picks back up two weeks in a row, because really, reading those synopsises, they both sound very Eugene. One's a revenge thing, and one's... yeah. I, I, I think, and, and genuinely think they have the potential to be good. Mm. Yeah, I... I don't know. I it's As long as it's not sci-fi original. Okay. Are you ready for the next segment? It is... Uh, the segment we're doing for 2019... Top 10 genres. Yep. Or not genres. It used to be genres. Now it's top 10 pretty much whatever the fuck you want to do. whatever we want to do, yeah. And Eugene selected top 10 weirdest, strangest movies you've ever seen. Yeah. And and I want to chime in here. These these have to be movies that you enjoy because there's a plethora of weird movies that suck. I would like to hear your movies that you actually enjoy that are weird because it's now, that might have been a, a thing you would want to mention before I'm putting the list together and not after. Oh, I did. No, no, but, no. I did. It's on there. Okay. It's on well, there. I mean, I did anyway. Just okay. out of... Because I actually start. I was starting, I'm like, well, that's weird, but I don't like that movie. I'm like, yeah, no, let's let's keep it to where we have to... Maybe not love, but at least, like, I Enjoy. appreciate that I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Right. And I... And for what it's worth, I give these movies a thumbs up. I mean, some of them are insane and make no sense, but I gave my thumbs up. I'm trying to bring up the, been stalling, trying to bring up the tight, the, this movie on IMDb, but I don't know how to spell it because of course, most of these movies are Japanese. Mm. (laughs) Okay. I don't know how to spell the damn thing. So I can't bring up the synopsis. Hell with it. We'll just get started. Number 10 for me is Uzumaki. Is that how you say it? Uzumaki. Yep. Okay. And the reason that it fell to number 10 is because I only watched it, I think, once. I don't remember a ton about it. I was not able to get it. I mean, like, get a copy of it for myself. I think you had the copy. This was at yeah. the time when we were... <laughs> hey, kids, back in the 
uh, younger days of the internet, you never knew quite what you were getting when you were ordering off eBay. Well, here's some weird Japanese thing that everybody says is kind of scary. And Eugene and I would each pick out a movie. We, well, we'd get drunk. And then we'd each pick out a movie. And then we would order two movies. And then we would sit and watch them both with the knowing that we each get to pick one. Whichever one you liked the best, we congratulations, that's yours. And we'd split the cost of both movies. Uh, one of them was Uzumaki, I believe, was in that time frame. Oh, yes, it was. Good movie. I totally give this one a thumbs up. It was just bizarre, and I I don't remember enough about it to really properly grade it. If I had watched it more recently, I would probably put it in a different place on this list. But as it is, it's number 10. And if I ever come across that thing, DVD, VHS, Blu-ray, I don't give a shit. I will be buying it. The The spirals. That's what I remember. Yes. The crazy spirals. And it was terrifying. Yes, it was. Something about, even like the spirals of like people's eyeballs would start to spin. And everything was a spiral. Oh, that was, it was gross and weird. And that was actually an honorable mention. My list got so, I mean, it, it, I filled that 10 spot pretty quick. And I'm like, Yuzumaki needs to be in there somewhere. I'm like, it's at least an honorable mention. Oh, I, I got 11. So I, this was a tough list for me to make. No, I, I watch the craziest shit all the time, so... Yeah, but you uh, specific... Here we go again with the way that I designed my list or the, my thought process, but you said two words that were the description of what we're doing. Weirdest, strangest. Yeah. Again, my, my mind yeah. just clung to those two words. Okay. Number 10 uh, for you. 10 for me is Troma's Poultrygeist. It fits the bill. It's yeah. uh, weird I forgot and about bizarre. <laughs> And it doesn't make a, I mean, it, I guess it sort of makes sense, but it's, it's disgusting. I think it, to me, it's Troma's masterpiece. If there is such a thing, it's crazy. And to know the behind the scenes stuff of how Lloyd Kaufman got that thing barely made, uh, it adds to the zaniness of it, but it's, there's Lloyd Kaufman dancing in a tutu. There is a guy shitting his guts out. There is... This is the one that's in the fast food restaurant, yes, right? Yes, fast food. There's chicken, zombie people things. It's gory. It's... It's awesome. I, it's I agree. This is, this is probably my favorite trauma. Yeah, it is It is craziness. It is literally just an hour and 40 minutes of what am I watching? Much more so than any of the house-made trauma movies. I agree. Number nine for me is dun, 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 a gem that I bought on VHS in the VHS days, and I still have, and it's one of my prized VHSs, Ricky O. Oh, damn it. Oh, totally forgot that one. Totally forgot that one. Thought that I was getting a kung fu martial arts movie, and instead, it I mean, it's that, but it's also a prison movie and a completely mental, psychotic exploitation gore fest with so many things that happen that make no sense whatsoever. The reason that I would dropped it down to number nine is because as far as weirdest strangest go, the majority of like the plot line, the arc, the movie makes sense. It's, I mean, a guy goes to prison, fights a bunch of people and fights his way out. It's not like the plot is baffling as opposed to some of the movies that are coming soon. Number nine for you. Uh, that totally would have made my top 10. Um, but, oh well. Uh, number nine for me is The Wicker Man. This is the, uh, not the Nicolas Cage one. Although, honestly, that could have totally been on this list as well. But I, 
hate that movie. Uh, the Wicker Man is, this is the Robin Hardy movie with Sir Christopher Lee. Not Sir Christopher Lee, that's stupid, but Christopher Lee! Oh, is he that not guy. a sir? I, is he? Yeah, maybe he is. If, I'll look it up. If not, he should be. Uh, yeah, he but, definitely should be. You know, this movie is, like you said with Ricky O, this has a fairly linear storyline, which is a, a guy goes to an island to find a missing person, and the island, there is a cult on the island, and there you go. It's kind of a mystery type thing, but that's just the, the shell of the movie. The guts of the thing is just weird flower child dancing, Christopher Lee with crazy hair, and then one of the best endings of a horror movie ever. But it's creepy. Um, this is one of those movies to where it's daylight out a lot of the times in the movie, and it's still scary and unnerving and unsettling. I, especially the first time I watched it, I did not, I'm like, what am I watching? Why are they dancing? And there's just lots of dancing and flower love stuff and a naked woman writhing against the door. And, and then it finally, you know, the culmination of what is going on is it's just brilliant and it's weird and crazy. And I love it. I love the Wicker Man. Uh, Lee was knighted for services to drama and charity in 2009. Henceforth, he will, on this show, received his title, Sir Christopher Lee. I like that. That's awesome. I'm rather shocked that this movie made your list. And I will never forget watching this movie because I believe I watched it at home and then drove to your house and was like, you have to watch this and watched it twice in a day, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I could be wrong. Or or we watched... I, I know that I blind bought that Anchor Bay box mm. thing. Yes. And that's how we first watched it. Why are you surprised that that's on? I love this movie and it's weird and I mean Oh, I'm I I'm no, I'm not surprised at the love for the movie, but the movie is just pretty straightforward. I mean, it is weird, but yeah. I've got some weird weird we have maybe different definitions of weird and strange. It's fine. Uh number 8 for me is Pistol Opera. And I know that you have not watched this movie, and I don't think that you would like this movie. And it was recently, not so recently, stolen from me. Ha ha ha, fuck you, bitch. Um, Hmm. I adore this movie more every single time that I have watched it. And I don't think there's a Blu-ray release of it, which is really frustrating. It is impossible to explain this movie. But it is what its title says. It's an opera. That means that there are times where they're singing, there's times where there's dancing, the, the, suddenly it seems like they're on a stage, like literally a stage like you're watching a play, and pieces of the scenery are moving as such, but the storyline and the metaphors that are going on, it's beautiful. And every time I watch it, I see something new. I see something that I love more about it. It's so weird and bizarre and just way out there in left field. And if you saw it, you would agree. It would be in this conversation. I don't think you'd like the movie. That's why I've never pushed it on you. Because it is like an opera. Uh, all that being said, I adore that movie. And it's in my top 100 of all time, I do believe. I remember, I think, yeah, I believe so. It's, it's, a, it's a psychotic mess, but I love it. Uh, number eight for you. Number eight for me is The Baby. This is from 1973. I've talked about it on the show already. Uh, This is a full-grown man in a diaper that a mother and her two daughters are taking care of. And there's a social worker that is trying to rescue the full-grown man in diaper that acts like a baby. 
And the twist that comes in the very, very, very end of the movie is perfect. Uh, I, I love this movie. And it is... I watched it twice now. And I think that it was even weirder the second time. Just how this man-child acts and just like very much like a baby and I think there might be even a sucking on the teat at some point maybe and it's just <laughs> very ugh, just milky soft skin and it's gross but uh yeah it's good and it's it's got that early 70s feel to that adds to it it just it's one of those grindhousey type movies it's not gory or anything but it's so the premise is so weird and the twist at the end is it's great and out of left field. Like I, I saw, I watched it twice. And even the second time I'm like, holy shit, I forgot where this movie, I forgot that they went this direction with this movie. And it's, it's just bizarro, completely bizarro. Have you, did you watch this movie? No. Okay. Oh, it's a, I mean, I would, there's no reason I haven't. Yeah, I think that you would probably enjoy it for it's almost a like it's almost a black comedy, but it's oh god, is it creepy and weird and just ugh. uh okay, number 7 for me, uh I mean, weirdest strangest list is would not be complete without some David Lynch. Lost Highway. I picked my favorite film from him because as a credit to the film, it's the one that I think kind of makes the most sense. I mean, obviously you could play like Elephant Man and all that stuff, but uh, when he's, st- I wanted to pick one that when he was really doing his lynchy things, and I could have gone with Mulholland Drive, but that movie doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's just kind of random scenes, and I know a lot of people have. Well, this makes sense. This is a metaphor for that, and the jazz dance scene in the third act. Well, no, no. At least with Lost Highway, I can say, oh, there's wormholes or time travel or something. But it, it's, I, I know it, my review of it is confusing. The movie is fucked. Good luck explaining that thing. You got people turning into other people, and Rosanna Arquette is two different people, and it's insane. I love it. But it also kind of at least makes some sort of sense. That's why I had to drop it down just a little bit, because we got movies coming up that make no sense whatsoever. Number seven for you. Uh, seven for me is Calvair. This is the French... Oh, shit. Belgium movie. This is from Fabrice uh, Dewels, who he... Actually, we we talked about him not that long ago. He was the guy that made... Uh, the message, message from, from the, the King. King. Yeah. yeah. But uh, th- oh, this Jinx, is... you owe me a Coke, I guess. <laughs> no, hey! Uh, oh, now you threw me all off here. Uh, let's see point. here. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the one with the traveling entertainer guy that uh, it's Christmas time and his van breaks down in this... Oh, this weird town full of weird people that do weird things like jump up and down in a bar dancing and then fuck pigs and... I think fuck him too, actually, at some point. But it's, there is a Christ figure metaphor going on with this guy and the sinful nature of the, whatever. But I get that there's religious aspects to this movie, but it is. If you say so, because it made no sense to me. It's, it's crazy. It's lunacy for an hour and a half. And uh, man, I need to watch that movie again. I, (laughs) I loved that movie. But, uh, yep, Calvair makes the list for me for sure. Number six for me is Gozu, the first uh, 
entry from Takeshi Mike, Mike, Mikey, Mike, whatever, however you want to pronounce his name on this list. And there will be more. I dropped it down a bit because I haven't watched it in a while and I don't remember a ton about it, but Gozu, I, from everything I've seen, means cowhead or something like that. There's some sort of detective story going on here, and at some point a guy's wearing a cow's head, and at some point he is born out of a... a full-grown man is born out of a woman's body. Do you remember that? Oh, that was... that was great. Yeah, it's... oh, it's... it's bizarro. That's for damn sure. Weirdest, strangest... Uh, you're on the list. Number six for you. <laughs> uh, six for me is Extro. Oh, uh, shit. That, that, because <laughs> that would have kicked Gozu right off the list. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that movie must be seen to be believed. It should be straightforward. It's an alien invasion movie. It is anything but. It is just weirdness. It's so weird. The kids weird. The gore is disgusting. There, oh, much like Gozu, there's a the birth of a full grown man in this one as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's so gross and creepy and. I think there was like kids. Is there? Uh, there was. Wait, how is that? Is there a, a clown that shows up at some point in the movie? A random clown? A clown midget that's riding around? There's a bathtub full of yes. alien eggs or something. I, yep. I watched it one time, like on YouTube, and it was amazing. I said, "You got to yeah. see this." And then I did, and I'm like, "Yes, you are right. This is incredible." Uh, extra 1982, and so it even it has that early 80s feel, and all of the effects are practical, of course, and. They're so over the top and icky and the alien looks like a praying mantis kind of or a cricket or something. Oh, it's great. Oh, ah, the end. Me, I mean, give me a hand wave or something when you're done. Like, uh, oh. I, I'm just kind of left oh. hanging here. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Jerking <laughs> off motion. That'll do whatever. Whatever. Help flip me off. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Number five. Peter Jackson gets a whole bunch of puppets together and they do a whole bunch of drugs and rape each other and fuck each other and meet the feebles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. See, now then I forgot about that one. I'm like, oh, well, that's that should have made the list. Easily one of the most bizarre movies I've ever seen, and proud to have it in my collection. Wow, if you have not seen this thing and you didn't think that Muppets could be slimy and gross and make you feel like you might get a disease from watching a movie, this is that movie. Okay, so next up for me is number five, Climax. This is the Gaspar Noé movie that I just watched. Uh, maybe it's because it's so fresh in my mind, but uh, this... I. It was either this or Enter the Void. Are, are there more Noe movies to come? No. Oh, this is the one, huh? This wow. is the one, yeah. I, and I think it's because it is it is insane from the very beginning all the way to the end. Like, there's... I guess even, even Enter the Void is like that, too. Like, Irreversible is actually a... Like, if you would have it chronological... Like, how it actually... How a movie would actually be. It's a fairly straightforward story. Enter the Void is... A little bit less, and this one here, because of how the characters act in it, it is crazy from frame one. Like their dance moves are, they're it's hard for me to describe without you seeing it. But there, it's great dancing, but it's something about it is just off. Like even before they are tripping balls, it's just weirdness for an hour and thirty minutes. And I still think about that movie. Ugh, it's yuck, but great. (laughs) 
Uh, perfect. Perfect. Uh, number four, Ichi the Killer. This is oh. your, your second entry from Taki, Takashi Mike, Mike. Mike. Uh, Mike. Yes. I can't say that word. Yakuza Enforcer Kakehara searches for his missing boss. He be, uh, comes across Ichi, a repressed and psychotic killer who may be able to inflict levels of pain that Kakehara has only dreamed of. Blind bought this one because of the director, and holy shit, is this movie gory as hell and insane, and he kind of, as I recall, becomes kind of a vigilante, and is just torturing the shit out of people, and oh my god, this movie is just nuts. Nothing else to say about it. It's insane. I I don't know where Mike comes up with his ideas, but they're interesting on film. Is that the one where uh, someone is laid, like someone's tongue is pulled, like pulled out of their mouth, and then I think it's a lady has this straight razor and just just runs it along the table or whatever and just slices the guy's tongue off? That's like the main thing I remember from the movie because it's so horrific. Maybe that sounds kind of familiar. At one point, he's got a guy hanging from his back. He put yes, yeah, Yeah, I remember that. And he's like got blades on his feet and is kicking people and body parts are flying all over the place and he he gives himself uh he cuts himself like joker like oh yeah yeah i need to watch that again yeah <laughs> i feel like you didn't like it i i no it's it was it was way too hard for me to follow like i didn't get the story i i didn't but... either i it was gory as hell i was like you should check it out and i think i still got it somewhere here on dvd yeah Number four. For I don't. You. I don't even think I have that anymore. If I ever did in the first place, I don't. Remember. I don't think you did. Yeah. But okay. Um, next up for me is Lost Highway. Oh, nice. This, yeah, this is my David Lynch entry, and actually for the exact same reason as you. Like I like Mahal and Drive, but I I don't like it like I like Lost Highway. And these are the movies that I genuinely really like. Um, this makes a smidge more sense than that, and I like the storyline more in this. It's more scary, creepy, more my style. The cast is great. The score is fantastic. I think this is Nine Inch Nails type score, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, but I, I this was back in the day, like, Siskel and Ebert gave this two thumbs down, and there was an advertisement for, like, a poster art for this movie that was... Uh, Siskel and Ebert, two thumbs down, two more reasons to see this movie or something like that. And I'm like, that is brilliant. That's brilliant. I love stuff like that. Just a play on a negative review. But I, I think that since the movie, and it didn't do good in the theaters way back in the day, I think that it has found a, you know, a, a cult status audience type thing at this point. Don't you think? Yeah, but I feel like it doesn't get enough respect from the people that like David Lynch. Everybody seems to flock to Mulholland Drive, and and even every time that I bitch about, uh, what was the one he made after that? Inland Empire? Every time that I throw that out there, like, this, it's not, at least it's not as shitty as that movie, then there are people that pop up and like, nah, that movie rules! Um, and I'm over here going, no, no, you're wrong, it's <laughs> awful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, to each their own, but I yeah. will take Lost Highway all day. Same here. Because, Speak- mostly because of that ending. I knew it was going to come back around, but because of that ending. Oh, so good. So, so, so good. So very good. And it's because of a moment like that where it made the list. It's also because of a moment like that where this movie made my number three spot on the list. 
And I've only watched this movie, I think, twice. But because of that beginning, because of the first couple of minutes, it's a small couple minute scene. That alone got you on this list pretty darn easy. It was one of the first ones I thought of. And I think this is the third movie from 2001 that's on this list. Suicide Club. Good that, movie? That intro, that beginning, get the hell out of here. Like, I don't care what happens for the rest of the movie. That could be a short film with no explanation. You're on the list because that was so completely fucked up. It, it was sh- so shocking and jarring. And I still don't know how the hell they did it. It looks so real. It's it's a, a line of school Japanese schoolgirls that just jump in front of a train. And a tidal wave of blood that just blasts all over the station. It's the most disturbing thing I've seen in a... a I, I, I was blown out of my pants watching that movie. That was incredible. Yeah. Uh, okay, so number three for... Now, the last three... Number one was easy, but these last two, I was trying to decide in what order they should go, but um, uh, it was tough. But number three for me is The Greasy Strangler. Oh, fuck me. (laughs) Because I'm shit scared, Janet. Uh, It's (laughs) it's great. Everything about the movie is insane, crazy weirdness. I think this made my top ten list of 2016. I know it did. I, I love, love, love The Greasy Strangler in all its... Greasiness, because it's greasy, like really, really, really fucking greasy. And I like that. I love grease. Uh, well, I mean, I like grease in this movie. Typically, I am not a big fan of grease, but <laughs> in in the context of this movie, all the more grease. Like I, I love to see the grease being poured on the guys, uh, and that which that sounds weird. No, you're good. But and then they cook lots of bacon and like tons of grease. And oh, and the main, the guy, the old, the dad, he's got the, you remember, he's got the huge cucumber cock. Oh, who could forget the giant cucumber cock? Yeah, and then his son has the tiny little shiitake mushroom dick. Yeah. (laughs) He's just, just, just jerking off in that, oh, that's, I need to watch that movie again. (laughs) Uh, That would have definitely made my top 10. That's an oversight. That's it. Uh, Back to you. I agree. Like, my number one was easy to come by. I knew right away this is my number one. The rest of the list was dicey tough. Number two for me is... I'm glad I didn't overlook this one, because it definitely was going to be on the top ten, and I forgot how much I love this movie, and I definitely need to watch it again real soon. Tetsuo the Iron Man. One of the reasons I love this movie is it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's only like 67 minutes or something like that. It's not too long. It's crazy. Stop... Not stop motion, but that stop frame filming where they, you do it with live action people, take a frame, they move, you take another frame, they move, take another frame, and it looks like stop motion animation, but with live people. The storyline is insane. A person is basically turning into a cyborg against his will. It's just sort of happening because he was in a car wreck or some shit, and he gets a metal dick, and then he's got to try, but he's horny, and he's got to try and fuck it. it. It's... It is bonkers and premium Japanese exploitation. I love that movie so much. I wish you would give it another chance. I don't think you liked it that much. Yeah, it was a little bit too avant-garde. It definitely has a, that flavor, but I, 
give it another shot. It's short yeah. and sweet and gory and just bonkers. I love it. Tetsuo. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm sure hoping that your number one movie then, because you're down to one, I sure hope that it's my number two movie then, because... It's not. Ah, uh, because Gummo should be on your list, sir. No, I considered Gummo, but it is a raging piece of shit that I fucking hate, and it's a zero out of ten. So why would <laughs> uh, I put it on my list? Or, or an alternative fact is it's a ten out of ten. <laughs> alternative fact, yeah. <laughs> That's another word for that is a lie. Oh, because it's so good, and it's from Ohio, and it's... Oh, we've done the whole spaghetti in the bathtub thing, and the kid with the bunny ears, and the... Oh, there's a picture of the kid with the... Yep, there he is, sitting in a dirty bathtub with spaghetti and a glass of milk, I think. Oh, and his mouth is dirty, and oh, he looks... Oh, I gotta gotta watch this movie again. I mean, Uh, Happiness is one of the weirdest, strangest movies I've ever watched, and it's a piece of dog shit, so not on the list. (laughs) Oh, but Gummo is great. Hmm. Oh, Harmony Corinne. There they are. There's the cast. Oh, there was, I think, some, like, oh, there was, like, like mentally handicapped girl. That they were were pimping out. Yes, they were pimping her out, if I remember. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch that movie again at some point. Yeah, never again for the rest of my life. <laughs> or alternative fact, when next time we get together, maybe we could watch it. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll say okay to that because we will never get together. Again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your fortieth is coming up. Maybe that, right? Oh, if if you could make a list of the worst possible ideas for things I want to do for my fortieth birthday, that would be that would be in the top three. Now here's the thing though. Would you own that on VHS? No. I've come across what? it I've come across it on VHS. No. I'm good. Ah, uh, buy that shit for me. Uh, okay, for you, I I mean, I'll I'll keep that in now, mind. We have to keep it at a dollar or less though. We're not this is not collector. That's fine, but I will not be paying for it. So if I come across it for 10 cents, you will fucking give me a dime because I <laughs> will not give any money to that garbage trash non-movie it's not a movie it's just a collection of scenes of idiots oh but the beginning the cock doodle you remember that remember i was walking in and out of the room watching it because i hate it so much yeah jason and i were just like this is great Uh uh-huh and i was Um, like i am so bored this is dog shit (laughs) i think at one point they're watching a dog shit aren't they oh oh, looking at it and uh, there may have been a dead dog. Uh, anyway, there was something with animals and dead or feces or something. Okay, I'm done. What Back a what a stupid, stupid piece of crap idea for a movie. Number one for me <laughs> <laughs> is Female Ninjas Magic Chronicles. What? A m- movie that you haven't seen. We've talked about it on the show oh. several times. This is some r- thing that I got on a bootleg rando VHS. It's amazing! It's one of the most weirdest, bizarre, strangest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It sells itself as a old-school kind of martial arts kung fu thing, but it is so full of X-rated nonsense that I would just... Oh, I can't wait for you to watch this movie, but I, the only options are VHS or a VHS rip on YouTube. And, mm. yeah, you'll... That's auto-hate for Eugene. Uh, but, I mean, you got three concubines that are protecting their 
emperor or whatever the hell. One is pregnant with their baby, his baby, and they're trying to protect protect the future emperor. And at some point, they got to pass the fetus from uterus to uterus, and they do that by putting their vaginas together. And oh. then at some point, uh, they have they're the enemies are trying to seduce the female ninjas out of hiding, and so they take their semen and put a tube in it and blow bubbles of it, and the bubbles float down, and the semen bubbles entice them to go somewhere. It's insane. Every single time you think, there's no way that it's going to get more insane than this, the next scene comes along. And scene after scene after scene after X-rated nonsense. It's bonkers. And easily took my number one spot. I've watched it multiple times. I love it. <laughs> and I know you would too, but I can't, yeah. I can't push it on you on all these shitty formats or it's uh, auto thumbs down. Yeah, I would rather watch it. At least on a DVD would be nice. Yeah. Um, okay. There, there's a sequel. I haven't got to that one yet, but I think I have it. I, I just haven't got around to it. Number one for okay. you. Okay. And number one for me is 1973's Fantastic Planet. This is the French animated movie uh, that is, I've never tripped on acid, but I would imagine that this is an hour and 15 minutes of that. It's fantastic. Um, it's science fiction, but weirdness, the animating style is really, really good. Uh, it, actually, it's great. Um do you have this movie? Have you seen this movie? Uh, I was just checking. Uh, I have Forbidden Planet. I don't have the Fantastic okay. Planet. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's these this alien planet that has uh, the tiny little naked humans as pets, and then the little naked human pets revolt, and they go to. Uh, it's there's an ant eater that eats the little humans, and there's rocket ships, and it's like. It's like a nightmare, twisted, fucked up Dr. Seuss story. Like the, the, wow. the, it's something about it is it's very, very off, like creepy, but not really supposed to be. And it's French and awesome. I love, I love this movie. Love it. Cool. Uh, honorable mentions. The only, the only honorable mention I had was Dead or Alive. That's another Takeshi Miike movie. Hmm. Uh, but it didn't make the list because most of that movie, I think, is kind of... I've only watched it once, but most of that movie is kind of sane. It's just cops versus bad guys, and then at the end, it's it's just complete battle royale, insane. Two guys shooting guns at each other, then rocket launchers, and then they blow up the whole world, right? Yes, they, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because most of the movie was kind of a general Japanese cop thriller, I was like, eh, you fell off the yeah. list. Several others that you mentioned would have made the list for, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, and for me, honorable mentions, Yuzumaki was on there. Uh, Brian Yuzna's Society was on there. That's the shunting movie in the end where there's a lot of smushing of bodies together that they... Oh, it's gross, dude. It's... I've talked about this on the show already. The, yeah, I, so, I kind of remember that, but I'm not... Huh, I haven't seen it. Uh, ravenous... Uh, I I know it's weird that I would think of Ravenous, but I think it's more the score. The score is so odd, off-putting, off off-putting. And but having said that, that's I barely even mentioned that for for honorable mentions. But I think it's the score is what really I think about that as a very weird score. Uh, Clockwork Orange, uh, yeah. 
Uh, Galaxy of Terror, which is an alien ripoff that's really weird, but it's still pretty straightforward. Uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I don't think you've seen yet. That's from the guy that made uh, The Lobster. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like it like I wanted to like it, uh, but it's very, very, very fucking weird. Uh, Dr. Butcher MD, again, that's like, that's, it's weird because it's grindhouse, low budget schlock from, you know, I, so I, okay. Uh, Hercules <laughs> with Lou Ferrigno. Now that is, that is crazy. That's weird, but not quite weird enough. Star Crash, I think that you've watched that. That's yeah. David Hasselhoff oh, weirdness. Yeah. A couple times. Um, Rubber, that's the tire, like yeah. the, just the tire that kills people and, Animals. Videodrome would have been my one uh, David Cronenberg entry, but I, I get the storyline enough to where I'm like, ah, I don't think it needs to be on the top ten. I considered that one, but I haven't seen it in so long that I... Yeah. Eh. Um, and then, here, just three real quick. Here's weird movies that I did not like, because I need to just at least get the, these out there. Reflecting Skin. I fucking hated Reflecting Skin. That's... I'm sorry, that's just me, but I think that's pretentious bullshit. Um, Eraserhead. I know that everybody loves Eraserhead. I've tried to like that movie. I've watched it three times, and I don't like it. I It's weird. It's really, really, really weird, and it's not good. I don't like it. I blind um, bought it about five years ago. It's still sitting on my shelf. <laughs> have you, you haven't watched it yet? No. Oh, it's just... No. And House. That's the 1960s... <laughs> Whatever or no, nineteen seventies clusterfuck thing that makes no sense. I I did not like that. I, I I'm not even sure if I finished that movie. You didn't either, did you? I don't even know what movie you're talking about. I, I isn't there one from the eighties where it's kind of a half comedy? Oh no no, this is Hausu or Hausu or whatever. Criterion put it out. On, I thought you borrowed it and you were like, nope. I have no recollection of that. You might be right. It's a seventies Japanese movie with these women that go into a house. Or a schoolgirls that go into a house and uh, no, I have no memory of that. Oh, <clears throat> oh, there you go. All right, there you go. There's a top ten for the month of weirdest, strangest movies. Anything else you want to add for that segment? Uh, I don't think so. All right, time to move on. I I was very curious if we would have any crossover because it was such a broad kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Lost Highway was the only one. That's surprising. I figured Uzumaki might make your list. It, yeah, honorable mentions. It almost made the top ten. I I just, I mean, man, do I have vivid memories of watching that movie at your first house. Oh, I remember that, too. It's creepy. Yeah. And part of what makes it so effective is because it doesn't quite make sense. You don't know why But it the makes spirals... just enough sense that you're kind of in. That's, yes. That, I love that tone same with lost highway you yeah. feel like you know what's going on but at the same time you got no fucking clue yeah agreed uh yeah you uh, i need to watch that again i would love to see that on blu-ray but i'm guessing it hasn't been released do you still have that dvd i you know i'm sure i do somewhere it's probably downstairs i oh man i need to go watch that again and the, i remember the special effects were really good too i i kind of feel like they were a little dodgy but they were used them well I don't know. I, I also have a memory that it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, the Beyond, the end of the Beyond, in that it there were people standing in fan, weird fantasy land places with weird yes, backgrounds, kinda... and there would just be tiny spirals 
kind of hidden in the background, and you had to look for them. And I remember, like, clouds would turn into spirals. Everything would... Washing be- machines would turn yes. into spirals. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, recently watched. <laughs> oh. Uh, we got time for one double round of this. Okay. Let's start off with a movie that'll put Eugene to sleep. Justice League versus The Fatal Five. <laughs> this is the most oh. recent animated... Uh, DC offering the Justice League battles the Fatal Five, Thor, Emerald Empress, Validus, Mano, and the Persuader. <sighs> Directed by Sam Liu. Let's start with the positives. Positive. Uh, this is bringing back the Justice League an- unlimited TV show character designs and creations. Which I love. That show was amazing. It was awesome. And to see them back in those forms, fantastic. Really enjoyed the film. It's cool. I give it a thumbs up. That being said, I'm technically the comic dork on this show. No idea who any of these villains are. None. I, I Maybe I need to turn in my comic book dork card. But I didn't know who any of them were. I, I was just along for the ride. It's like, all right, there's there's a guy that apparently is a flame head. And there's a guy that can kind of maybe make vortexes or something. I don't, I don't, huh? What? Um, the Green Lantern didn't recognize her. No idea who she was. Didn't know there was a her Green Lantern. It was okay. At the end of the day, it was okay. It was entertaining. It was fine. I I really enjoyed seeing Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman doing their thing because I recognized those people and those voices and those animations. That was great. Especially that Wonder Woman. She is awesome. She's wearing the old Wonder Woman suit and has absolutely zero shits to give about anything. She will whip your ass. And I love that. She's like the strongest Wonder Woman there is. And... Oh, she kicks so much ass. Uh, but it was a little disappointing for me in that uh, I didn't know any of the villains. And maybe that's my fault, but I I didn't know any of them. I didn't care. There they are. They're they're bad, the bad guys, and they're fighting. Alrighty then. Okay. How long was the movie? Oh, these are all hour, hour, hour 17. Okay. So it, it was fine. It was entertaining. It just was a little disappointing. I didn't. I didn't know anything about any of the bad guys. Uh, next up is Westworld season one. Thanks to this illness that you can hear in my voice, I burned through season one in a day. Just about. I had watched a couple episodes, but then I got sick and spent about nine hours in bed. And so let's watch Westworld. And the fuck we did good stuff. I really enjoyed season one. It's not without flaw, uh, especially in the pacing. It, it felt like there are times where, oh boy, how many scenes of, maybe the, maybe it's my fault because I binged it instead of just watching it at a pace, but watching it all back to back to back to back to back. Awful lot of scenes of people standing around with tablets in their hands and tapping them and let's program stuff and talk about programming and programming the program and uh, like yeah you know let's can we could we could we could expedite this just a smidge, <laughs> uh, but even with that I don't, again I chalk that up to me 
binging it all in, or the majority of it in a day, it was still pretty damn good. And it didn't quite live up to, to what I hoped for, knowing the Michael Crichton uh, book and movie. I really was hoping that HBO would just let it loose on the last episode and it would be a cabin in the woods kind of situation. And it would just be gore and yeah. just them just tearing everyone asunder. It was not that. And I was like, ah, I was kind of disappointed by it. I mean, it was okay, but, and I dug it and, you know, it, it, it grew in popularity. So I'm like, ah, we're going to drag this out. Well, now I'm I'm halfway through season two, thanks to you. Um, I for one I think I like season two better, which is shocking because I thought we were all going to be set in Westworld again. It's not apparently Westworld is just the overarching title for. There the are diff- there are different parks. Uh, Michael Crichton has a theme. We have theme parks. That's that's what he does. <laughs> yes, he does. So there is. So in Westworld, there is the Westworld Park. There is the teased Shogun Park, I think, or, or whatever. It's a feudal Japan park. And there was another one. Um, uh, they didn't tease it in the first season, but it's it's right up front in the second season. It's either African or uh, Thailand or something like that. But you go on safari and hunt tigers and shit. That's okay. a, that's a separate park. Within Westworld, but it's not Old West themed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So off the bat in season two, we've got three different parks within the park, which is good. That's a good thing. I did not want season two to be all Old West again, because I don't see the fascination with it. If I had the time machine, every... it's one thing that you, you see a lot in uh, time. I've talked about it before in the show. You see in time travel movies, let's go to the Old West. Me? That'd be the last place I would ever want to go. Why? It's just, everybody's got guns, and they want to kill you, and they're all dumb. What? Let's go to the future, let's go to the 80s, let's go to the 70s, let's go somewhere fun, where it's a little lighthearted, maybe? Or, you know, I can understand even going to feudal Japan. That would be cool. Old West, just no interest. You get shot for nothing there. I guess unless you can't be harmed, which is the point of Westworld. And, I mean, season one, it, it, it was a little less enjoyable because... Everybody went there and let's rape and kill. Who would do that? I mean, they say it brings out the best or worst or it reveals the you. You're right, it does. And the show says most people want to rape and kill. I wouldn't want to do that. I know that a lot of people want to go black hat in uh, Red Dead Redemption or uh, Grand Theft Auto. They immediately want to go do that kind of stuff. I don't. So I think it was a little unfairly balanced. I know a lot of people want to do that, but I I wish it would have been a little more balanced of the good guy. There's no good guy. Season one, it's just, let's go rape and kill. Rape and kill, yipper. Uh, uh, Anyway, uh, I don't want to pre-review season two because I haven't finished it. I don't know exactly where it's going, but it's going a lot of places I did not expect. And... Yeah, I don't know how you're going to feel about it because you've taken a break between season one and two. I know. I feel like I would have been pretty damn lost because I would have forgotten, oh, what was this guy's motivation and what was this person doing? Season one gets pretty complicated and convoluted. It didn't really need to be. It also could have been a couple episodes shorter. But it is what it is. 
it was good. I enjoyed it. But season two, I'm enjoying more. And I can't wait to finish it, but I keep having to waste my time watching things like Evolution. Really getting mm. in my way. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you should check out season two, or at least start it. I'm halfway through it and really digging it. So it, it's going a lot of places I did not expect, especially considering that it was, we're going back to West. I was hoping it was going to be Future World. That was the sequel to the first one. Let's do that. Yeah, but not so much. Yeah. It's going a lot of unexpected places. Oh, the timeline. That's another thing I wanted to touch on. Timeline in the first one was a little confusing. I'm not sure how you kept up with it because I'm not, I don't mean that as a, a, a slag on you. I just, she's running around with William, young William. And mm-hmm. then they have this timeline confusion where she's like, what time is it? Do Am I in this time or that time? And I can't remember the exact moment, but there was a certain point where I was like, oh, we're dealing with memory here. So this timeline is the old timeline. And I kind of saw the spoiler. Oh, the the Ed Harris is going to end up being the William guy. I kind of picked up on that a little before the show wanted me to. Uh, but the way that they did all that and the editing, I, I mean, I give them kudos for the editing. But at the same time that was pretty confusing. I kind of feel like you would lose a lot of people doing it the way they did. And they're doing a similar thing in season two, but it's distinctly separated. You know, and not necessarily because of what you know from season one, you know, because of the way they present it because of the editing that, Oh, this is a past time. We're showing you history. Okay. So you're seeing what's, what's building up and, and more of Ed Harris's motivation for his character in the second season. It feels like now that I'm into season two, it feels like season one was a build up to this. Like this is the story they wanted to tell, but they couldn't do it until they did this shit. And so hmm. I, that's why season two is, is really enjoyable. It just feels like season one didn't have to quite be, I don't want to say it was a slog, there was a bit of slog in there and it feels like we could have edited it a little differently and it wouldn't have had to be that way. That's just my okay, two yeah, cents. I, I agree with that too. I, it's been a little while since I've seen season one, but I do remember really liking it. But after a while, like let's go, let's get on with it. Uh, season two so far feels like it's not pulling any punches. It's not fucking around. It, it, it is. It's the balls and shaft. Okay. Ooh. Over to you. Uh, real quick here, I'm going to just review my two theatrical movies, and then I'll be done. And shouldn't take that long, because one was good, one was very not good. Uh, we'll start with the uh, very not good one. Curse of La La Lauren, uh, whatever it's called, I don't know. Um, cookie cutter, generic, loud, door slam, horror movie of the week. That's what this is. I wanted to like this movie. Uh, it is... Um, I guess it's a based off of a Mexican folklore, maybe, and this is in the Conjuring universe. So, oh, that's cool. But I didn't like the kid actors. I didn't. I really didn't like anything about the movie. It wasn't scary in the least, unless loud, startling noises scare you. Then maybe. But I didn't like the story. It's rated R for why? Why? Again, I. This is based on a real. Th- a real thing, and that's that's creepy. Um, I just wish it would have been better made. Uh, I, I just I didn't care about the characters, and uh, 
what they were going through. I'm hard pressed to even tell you much about what happened. Um, the ghost in it, uh, she lost two kids and then she drowned. Oh, I, I'm having a hard time remembering. I am. I'm, and anyway, it just, it wasn't for me. It, I wanted something and I did not get it. I really liked the nun, uh, with the, with the conjuring movies. I, I really liked the nun. The Annabelle movies have been meh. And this one here, it just didn't, I like dread filled movies instead of the loud bangy door type movies. And that's what this was, was just lots of loud bangy doors, goreless. I, I seriously, I'm Steve and I were after the movie. We're like, why was that rated R? I have no idea why it was rated R. I mean, unless it's R for loud doors, banging shut and loud stringy music. I, I haven't watched any of these movies, the conjuring Annabelle, uh, this one, I haven't seen any of them, but what I'm getting from this review is something I can... It sounds to me like you're getting pretty burnt out on the ghost thing. Yes, I am. I am very much getting burnt out of the ghost. I've just... It's been done before. Uh, I don't know. I Seriously, like, a little bit of something else, like a little bit of goriness or some genuine dread would have helped, but... Wasn't to be. There was a, there, uh, there was a character that they introduced towards the end of the movie that had he actually a- added some comical relief to the movie, and I I actually liked him. He was like it was almost startling. Like I'm like oh now we're kind of being funny because the movie's not funny until this guy shows up and he's kind of like okay here's what you guys are going through and I can help you guys get out of this this mess that you're in, and then he kind of has a couple of zingers here and there that uh, I kind of liked, but. As a whole, I it did great at the box office, so that's good. Uh, I think it's cool that the Conjuring series is keeping on slugging along. That's cool, but I actually, you know, this compared to the Annabelle sequel, uh, whatever the hell it was called, Annabelle Rising, or whatever part two of Annabelle was, I would probably pick this over that, uh, because that one had a whole bunch of annoying teens in it, and this one did not, at least it didn't have that. I didn't much care for the kid actors in it, but it, they weren't annoying like the teens in that Annabelle part. Duh. So <laughs> anyway, Curse of La La Lorna. I, I know I'm butchering the name and I'm sorry because it's a real thing, but uh, not for me. Uh, and then the last movie in the theater that I just watched was with my wife. That would be Dumbo, directed by Mr. Tim Burton. This is the Disney Annabelle creation. Action. What's that? Annabelle creation. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, that was directed by David Sandberg, who directed he... Shazam. Oh, and okay. Lights Out. Oh, I like I, I I remember liking the first Annabelle movie good enough, but that second one is that I, the second one or the third one? I don't know. What's I don't one? know. There, it's a doll in a house, and there's a a preacher guy and a bunch of kids, and no. So you did? I, did you like Creation? Well, that's the second one, right? I don't know. I'm trying to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first one was like the original history of... I can't believe we're getting into this. Uh, <laughs> Why not? We got time. It's all right. Um, the first Bell. one was... And of course, it's... <sighs> Fucking eat a dick, IMDb. Annabelle film. It's a prequel to... Uh, the Conjuring. And the second installment in the Conjuring universe... Uh, prequel titled Annabelle Creation, 
was on 2017, and Annabelle Comes Home is on 2019. So it's the second one, but it's a prequel to Annabelle? Yes. So, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, I'm it's so glad I haven't watched any of these. So the, the there's The Conjuring, and then Annabelle is next, but it's a prequel? Yes, and then there's Conjuring 2, and then there's a prequel to Annabelle. Well, that wait, takes place- but Annabelle the Creation was a prequel to the prequel? Yes. Yes, and, it is. And then a sequel, Annabelle, what's that? Well, that's set in the distant future, I think. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Annabelle versus Jason X. Yes. And then The Nun is, uh, whatever. The Nun is, I really liked The Nun. Fuck, I hate, um, I fucking hate prequels. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, so can you just, I, yeah, Dumbo, sorry. Okay, so. The last movie I have to review is Dumbo. My wife wanted to see it in the theater, and I'm like, sure, let's go watch Dumbo. I like the original cartoon enough, and with all these Disney live actions, they've been doing pretty good. Well, they've been doing great, but uh, I've been enjoying them. And I'm happy to report I actually liked this one. I liked this one more than my wife did. Uh, Coming out of the theater, I'm like, that was pretty damn good. And she was like, it was good. I'm like, oh, here we go. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, but she, she actually took issue to, I'm not going to get in this story. It's Dumbo. It's a flying elephant. She uh, was mad she, that they didn't put the racist crows in there, right? Yeah. And the, yeah. the drunken elephant, uh, by the way, the drunken elephant thing, uh, they, they did a very cool play on that in this one to where there is no alcohol, but they still had that iconic scene from the cartoon in this. And it was great. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie, but, uh, she didn't like Eva Green that much. Uh, which I liked her and I like her as an actress. I see her point though. She's like, she looks like a bad guy. She looks like a villain and she does. She looks like a villain. Um, you just talking like makeup and costume wise. Yeah. Or no, no, I'm saying like as a person, her, as a person in movies, she's like, I, when I see her, I'm expecting, you know, the, the, the love interest of James Bond that goes bad kind yeah. of, or, you know, whatever. Well, always but, bad. Yes, and in in here she's playing more of a lovable mother figure to Colin Farrell's two kids, um, and I I understand what she's saying. It didn't bother me. I think she's a great actress. Uh, but I here's what's funny about this movie is this is much longer, obviously, than the cartoon, and much more expanded upon with the storyline. <laughs> so Michael Keaton's in this, and he is the quote unquote villain of the movie. And, uh, basically he, I'm, I guess kind of spoiler, he buys out, uh, the, uh, Danny DeVito character. He buys out his small town circus because he wants Dumbo in his big, huge circus. <laughs> the big, huge circus is like this huge Disney world looking place to where I'm like, I leaned over to my wife. I'm like, this literally looks like I, this looks like Disney world. There's Fantasyland, and there's well, over here. That looks like Tomorrowland. And I'm like, this is a Disney movie, and you guys made yourselves the bad guys, I guess, in the movie, because it's very much evil, big corporate giant buying out the the small guy or buying everybody out. It's like, wow, you really went there. Okay, which I thought was cool. I'm surprised that they went that route, but... Um, well, most people don't notice that kind of stuff. They don't no. care. And yeah. Keaton versus DeVito, I mean, th- this sounds like the weirdest Batman sequel ever. Yeah, this was, uh, for a Tim Burton movie, this was very restrained Tim Burton. This was, uh, there's some, uh, that's another thing that Joni, that my wife, she was like, 
like it it didn't quite feel like a Tim Burton movie. It just felt like a Disney movie. I'm like, well, Disney is in charge and they call the shots. Uh, but there are still enough little Tim Burton-y things in there that I'm like, ah, that's, I can tell that's a little Tim Burton thing there. I liked it. I thought it was, I went in thinking it's probably not going to be that good. It didn't get that good of reviews, but I came away thinking, yep, I liked it. I mean, I had a big piping hot bowl of Raymond noodles before the movie, so I was, I was full of yummy food and let's watch Dumbo. And yeah, it worked. I liked it. Good movie. Cool. Okay. Uh, coming soon and let's wrap up. Uh, coming soon for me, I have a stack of Blu-rays that I would like to get to, including The Last Starfighter, which I've said before, and The Adventurers. I don't know what that is, but I blind bought it. I've also got some VHSs that I want to get to, <clears throat> including Nine and a Half Weeks. Have you ever watched that? That's uh, Rourke? Yep. And okay, Kim, Kim we, Basinger? It was yeah, the... We talked about that one already on <laughs> the show. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you don't remember? That. No, I don't remember much about ever recording. <laughs> I'm just looking at my shit. I don't know. I got a... Uh, earthquake? Have you ever watched that? I have not, no. Disaster movie from back in the day. Oh, I had to rearrange all this shit, so I'm, I'm king of New York. I'd like to rewatch that one. I've just scads and scads of shit I, I need to get checked off the list and moved out of here. And into storage. Yay, that's fun. What about you? What do you got coming soon? Uh, I'm watching Avengers Endgame this coming Sunday, so full review of that next week. That should be uh, interesting, because the, the showing that I'm going to is, of course, sold out. So I'm expecting uh, awful booger nose-picking kids beside me kicking me in the face, and uh, parents on the other side of me I don't, jerking each other off. I, whatever. It's It'll be a shit show. Oh, I'll be I, there. I would have... Oh, deep sympathy for you, but you're going this yeah. soon, so... Yep, I want to see it, so... Yep. <laughs> it should be great. I Me, mean, I'm uh, sitting at home reading uh, spoilers online, not giving up AF. <laughs> <laughs> so that's coming out, I'll be seeing that, and... Um, I've got stacks of stuff downstairs that... Uh, got one called Fox Bat, which is a spy movie... Uh, from Code Red, um, Fox Bat. There it sounds you go. like a creature feature. Yeah, it does. But on the front, there's a like an F-16 jet or something like that, and this oh fire cool looking or whatever yeah. that. Ooh, Clint, hey, Clint Clint maybe what was that Clint, Clint Eastwood movie? Firefox. Firefox. There you go. You know what? Hmm. Maybe Fox Bat. Firefox. Firefox Bat. Yeah. Uh, what else do I got down there? Oh. Yeah, Firefox Bat. Yep. Um. Uh, the Ghost Warrior or Samurai, uh, something with a ghost, I think. Uh, it's Scream Factory Samurai something. Oh, anything Ghost Samurai, I'm in. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, there's some other shit, I mean, stuff that I have to watch. Um, um, oh, I, I bought this movie, uh, from Scream Factory called The Spell. And I'm like, oh, that cover looks awesome and it's on sale. Yes. Then I get it and I read the back. I'm like, uh, that sounds like something I watched on the roulette a couple of years ago. And then I would pop. Wait, on wait, to, wait. You, re- you wait to read the synopsis until you got the movie? It was on sale and the cover looked great. Um, I mean, it's no, Scream. Pity level zero. Ah, it's Scream Factory. It should be good. Uh... Spoon feed me. I don't want to read shit. 
but oh, the cover was great. This this lady floating in the air and glowing eyes and dispel. And I'm like, I think I saw the the year it was made. I'm like, ooh, 1970, whatever. I'm like, oh, that's got to be good. That doesn't then, sound familiar for the roulette, though. I know. Well, and then I then I read the back and I'm like, wait, this is a made for TV movie, which is that's okay. But I'm like, this is a Carrie ripoff with an I think a slightly overweight girl that gets picked on in school. I'm like. I watched this on the roulette. This is a roulette thing that I that I did, and it was mediocre. But but I think it was on YouTube, so it might be good again. Maybe I, seriously? I mean, did it have a different title? Um, I, I the spell that doesn't ring a bell. The spell doesn't ring a bell. Oh, there's another great. No, title. we're good. Okay. Uh, but anyway, then oh, and I didn't even get to review autopsy. I finally like I oh, closed. Uh, go for it. Okay. I closed the chapter. Of the autopsy movie, like I, so well. First of all, hold on here. Go gotta, for it. Do it. And he's leaving. He just quit the show. I don't know what. Okay, that was a very weird reaction. But I mean, I, I thought we were gonna finally get this autopsy review, starring a, a T two guy. But apparently, he to, left. Oh, oh, he's back. I had to turn on the oven because uh, very soon tater tots are gonna be. Literally thrown all over my kitchen. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so, The Broken. So, I got the DVD. Wait, The, the Broken? My... What happened to Autopsy? Oh, shit. I mean, oh. Okay. Uh, autopsy. Um, so, I get it in the mail. I'm like, yes. And it even comes with a slipcover. And I'm like, on the back, it says 89 minutes. I'm like, hell yeah. Unrated, baby. Pop it in the player. 85 minutes. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, my other DVD that I have of Autopsy is 85 minutes. And so I'm like, you know what? This must be a typo. Now I have two copies on DVD. Um, of So obviously the 85-minute version is probably the uncut version. And it's just, that's whatever. So I'm like, well, shit. Now what do I do? Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll buy the HD version for $6 off of Voodoo. So <laughs> so I bought the HD version off of Voodoo because I'm like, oh, damn it. I want the HD version of this. Now that I know that, now that, I know that what I have is uncut, well, fuck the VH or the DVD. Let's get HD. So now I have a initial, like, I'm now past $20 on autopsy with the initial DVD, then the second copy. <laughs> now the, so they are, I mean, Robert Patrick, that's his name. He's getting a lot of my money right now. Um, anyway, I'm sure he's appreciating that check for 39 cents this week. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, I still love that movie. It's really gory and... Weird, but not weird enough for the list. Uh, but it's, you know, this group of 20-somethings are in a car wreck. They have to go to this hospital, and the hospital is run by really sadistic people. And there you go. It's got a great little twist to it, and it's really icky and cool. Oh, I dig that movie. Man, it's good. So it lives up to memory? It does. Yes, that one lived up. I actually was wondering, I'm like, what would you think of this movie? Like... It's it's got it's horror movie moments to where it's like, well, why why would you do that? Well, you're doing that because you need to get from point A to point B in this plot. So there's certain certain things that happen in the movie that you're like, why are you going down that hallway? Well, you're going down that hallway so that you can get your head smashed in. That's why. That way we can move on to the next whatever. Right, so, I get that. Put it on the stack yeah. for October. Yeah, you should you should check that movie out because it is Robert Patrick. See, that, if I say that, his name no, too no, fast, no, that, that's not the guy that you have a problem with. It's Robert Patterson. Want to try again? 
That is his name. I know no, that's his not. name. No, it's not. Robert Paddington. What did I say? Paddington? You said Patterson. Patterson. Paddington. Nope. <laughs> Robert Kilpatrick? <laughs> this is the end of the show where we wait for you to properly pronounce his name. The guy from... <laughs> Harry... Po- okay, so, so... Okay, it's the Harry Potter guy. We're all, we are thinking... Like, it's... Good Times guy, or Good Time guy, and Harry Potter. He was Cedric. In- what Harry Potter? Was he in Harry Potter? You would know. I well, don't not, think okay, he was. Okay, Robert, Robert Patrick is T-1000. Yep. But, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this guy... Was in Twilight. He, Twilight, and he's uh, Cedric in Harry Potter. I don't know if he he's in, in Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Robert Patterson, or Patting... <laughs> it is Patterson. No, it's not. Ah, oh, I... Done. Done. <laughs> I, I am literally going to go to IMDb to, so I can go for it. I, I don't. Know if, I don't know if he's in Harry Potter. I, that, I, you might be right. I, I'm. I'm not saying you're wrong on that. It's Robert Patterson. No, Robert Pat. Oh, Robert Pattinson. There oh, Pat- you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, Robert. I'm sure he listens to our show and he's like, "Dude, come on." It's all right. I'll text him later. Uh, <laughs> Robert Pattinson. No, I don't. It is not Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Why does he have to have such a difficult name? Because I like it's him. Not, it's not <laughs> uh, 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 now I'm on IMDb. He's looking at me dreamily with, ah, uh, we've got to be done. Uh, <laughs> we'll be done when you say his name right. Uh, I have to say it slow, though. Okay, here we go. Robert Pattinson. Wrong. No, it is. It's Paddington. I'm looking no, at it. Padding- wrong. There's Pat- no G. You're saying Paddington. Oh, I mean, I am. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. <sighs> oh, damn it. Robert Paddington. Paddington. <laughs> I seriously, I'm not trying to do this. Pat- okay, I'm going to first just start with his last name. Pattinson. Yes. Right? Yes. Robert Paddington. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> got it. I got it. <laughs> one more. One more time. No, you're uh, it's I, I, a tongue twister. I was laughing. You said it too quick. Oh. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Oh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yes, I got Goodbye. it. I mastered it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yes, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Done. for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.